Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Honest Pod with me, Ashley McAllister. And me, Matthew Eddy. And today, for episode 76, we are joined by the one and only Instagram famous farmer, Ben Andrews. I feel like they deserve a round of applause. (laughs) (laughs) Hi there. (laughs) Hi, hi. Yeah, Ben, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a farmer. I live in Herefordshire, um, a uh, little county in the middle of, middle of England that no one's ever heard of. Uh, not Hertfordshire, easy to get too confused. Um, I'm an organic farmer, farm with my dad. Um, we've been here pretty much since the beginning of history. Um, yeah, it's sort of like, yeah, the least exciting who do you think you are ever, we thought. <laughs> Farmers, <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, uh, yeah, live here with uh, with my husband John, who is a GP. Awesome. Oh, nice. That's always interesting. I get you both like physical workers in a way. Um, well, heavily yeah, well. there's no, there's no, there's no like no time for sourdough baking and and stuff here. It's just like everything's just like <laughs> manic. <laughs> Ref- refining that banana bread recipe. <laughs> Uh, we're also joined by Ben's dog Percy, who was there but now he's disappeared. He's shouting somewhere. He shouts. He's seen someone walk past a window, so he just doesn't like them. So he's gonna have a little bit of a shout. I do the exact same thing whenever <laughs> someone walks past my window. I don't like them. I kind of imagine where you live that there was no people around you actually. <laughs> no, we we, we actually live in a we we actually live in a village. Um, uh, so my parents still live in the farmhouse on the farm. And um, uh, yeah, my husband and I bought a house about five miles away. Uh, it's just far enough away that not living like too close to my parents should be a bit. Yeah. Oh, it's all very Emmerdale Farm esque. <laughs> so let's start off talking about your week. What have you been up to, Ben, this week? This week, well, this week was our first week of um, picking vegetables. So we uh, we grow lettuce and kale and cabbage and cauliflowers and this week was first week started picking lettuce um that all go most of that goes down to a big box delivery scheme called Abel and Cole and they like deliver boxes of vegetables around the country uh so yeah that's always quite exciting because you have you have months and months of just building up to it and where we had like had like it was raining for six months of the year and it was miserable as hell and then uh, suddenly the weather's great and all the lettuce have grown and start picking them and yeah it's uh it's yeah pretty pretty full on now it's gonna be pretty full on until september now exciting is definitely not the word i would use for <laughs> going out and picking lettuce so i guess um <laughs> it's... you could tell <laughs> okay <laughs> would you say this is like the lambing season for your kind um yeah, yeah, it's uh, so everyone has their their seasons. So you have got like lambing lambing season, and then there's like the arable harvest where you see all the combine harvesters and they're they're going through the fields, you know, like you know, getting the grain off. Um, and then and then there, yeah, for us it's the um the veg season starts. So now we've just started picking the lettuce. We'll pick that through until maybe the beginning of October, and then the kale. Yeah. We'll start picking the kale in July, probably, and then that'll keep going through till Christmas, 
maybe a little bit of a break over Christmas and then start picking again, maybe get another pick off it and then finish by March. It all you happens pick again. From May until October. Yeah. This is, yeah. So, I'm from London, right? City boys. Honestly, these city boys don't I'm know. I'm straight city boys. So I'm going to have to ask a lot of these questions. But are you picking these by hand? Are you, like, literally just trawling the ground and then just picking up yeah. the lettuce that you think looks nice? Yeah. Yeah. Outrageous. All cut by hand. All cut by hand. So, there's... We have... Um, so, we're not a massive... We're not a massive farm. Um, and we... So, there's... How many of us are picking during a... At the moment... There's six or seven of us picking during the day, uh, and we can, you know, we we do about, I mean, I can do about pick about two hundred and fifty in an hour, sort of thing. So, it's um, wow, yeah, <laughs> for about <laughs> do doing that for about yeah seven hours a day, um, five days a week. Exciting, yeah, exciting. Yeah, you can see why it's so exciting. <laughs> it's, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> you, you, get, you get. You get you got the radio on. You got the radio on. It's like whack up radio, bit of Radio Six music, and um, and yeah, there's a good bunch of people I work with, so we have a we have a bit of a laugh. Uh, so yeah, it's it's not too bad, and it's outside. Plus, um, you listen to our podcast while you're farming, don't you? Yeah, when I'm when I'm being when I'm being antisocial, I got my, my headphones in. It's been quite interesting because I because I was like I got a bit a little bit behind, so I caught up with about three or four weeks all in all in the space of like you know a few hours and it's so interesting oh. lis- listening to your your opinion of the whole covid situation developing over <laughs> <laughs> so like your your rather laissez-faire sort of attitude of yeah it's fine it's fine i'm gonna go to the pub <laughs> yeah that was oh, actually and then, the, like, yeah yeah that was me yeah <laughs> oh my god and it, it would have usually been the other way about i would have been like absolutely not going to the pub and you'd be more relaxed, Matt. It's so you bizarre, like, 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 why I feel like, um, I don't know, a bit more seriousness, I guess, in a situation. So, like, this weekend, um, I've, I've taken the approach, I guess, to, you know, staying in and only going out if I need to. You know, I'm not working at the moment. And then, you know, the... And my friends would ask me to do stuff, and I've said, no, I, w- I don't want to do that because we're not supposed to. But then, obviously, last week, we were told that we can go and meet people outside from other households within certain distance. Um, so I decided to do it this weekend. It's actually been really nice. So I went and saw my mum. Um, I mean, I guess it wasn't within the rules because my mum then decided to invite my brother from another house to <laughs> where we were. So they all sat in the kitchen while I sat in the garden, and they were like, do you want to come in? I was like, absolutely not. I'm not coming near you, bitch. <laughs> and um, it's been really, really good. It's been really nice to spend time with uh, my mum and my family. It made um, like quite emotional stuff, but... Even within that, I've, I'm still trying my best to stay within what the guidelines are saying. I guess. What's your yeah. approach, Ben? Well, it's um, it, it's weird out here because uh, things haven't changed that much. You know, you see down in London, and it's gone from being so incredibly, to, you know, this hustle bustle, just like tube trains absolutely rammed. You know, sort of like you, know, you can imagine Oxford Street, Regent Street you know, at the weekend being absolutely heaving and now being complete ghost town. But out here we're so much more sparsely populated than than city centres are anyway. And my my working week, you know, I see the same people, you know, the only way it's really changed is that 
you know, we have to stand a bit further apart and we've got a lot more alcohol hand rub and, and face masks and stuff. Uh, but the only thing that's really changed is, uh, is not, not being able to hang out with friends and stuff. So, uh, and that's, that's, the, that's the thing that I find the hardest really. It's just really big struggle. You know, you just, you speak to them on the phone and you like, you might see them pass in the car and you sort of like wave at them and, and yeah, just had enough of it now. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is tough. I think um, again because I'm I've escaped London and came back to the country, and I'm so glad I did because I don't think I could have handled being in London during all this. I think I just I would have gone insane. And it is nice because we we've got so much more about here. Like we've got a beach not that far away. Like I pretty much live in the middle of a forest. Um, and then like we've got a mountain with a lake that we can walk around. Well, people walk around. I don't walk around it. But um, yeah, it is. It is really really nice uh what i do do which similar to you i think i was getting my big hang-up was not being able to see friends like um mickey who was on the podcast last week is one of my best mates and any other time i'd probably see him probably about two times a day for coffee like just if i had a lunch break at work we'd always meet up and go for coffee or and his wife tilly as well we're all quite good friends um they're not as good as friends as I am with Mickey and Tilly. They seem to argue a lot more than I would with them, but um, yeah, but they would, and that was it. And I got to the point that my boss was like, you know what she did? She said, I went around and sat at my friends like two meters away and we had coffee just in their front um, garden. And so I've started doing that with Mickey and Tilly. I've gone out to theirs and um, had coffee in their garden with them. I've literally just got back from theirs about half an hour ago. So um, it's nice. And I think, I think to me it was the human connection I needed to do that. And I do think because like you say, in the country we're so like we're so spread out that it's a lot like it's a lot less risk. Um like hundred percent if I lived in London I wouldn't have gone to see Matt, for example. You have to dodge. Like yesterday I was out all day Friday and all day Saturday pretty much cycling. And I met with Jordan and Adam, two of our friends, and they were getting so damn close and I was like, You need to back up, bitch. Go away from me as we're walking. But we went through this like path, and you have to dodge. The number of people that were out was insane. It was very much a normal day. It felt like in in this path and in the park. So you have to be like really, really cautious. And you know, different people, different strokes, all that sort of stuff. So some people just do. You know, they don't mind. They're more than happy to just be up on your space and stuff. Whereas some people are literally like huffing and puffing because people are getting so close and getting really agitated. So it is really difficult being outside. And next week we're going to have like a little heat wave. I think. Um, it's yeah. 27 degrees on Wednesday. Well, that would have passed, Ooh. so it was 27 degrees. So I want to go to the park, but, you know, there's going to be a lot of people there. What, it's going to be 27 degrees this Wednesday? Mm-hmm. In London. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think we, we just got told that it's going to be rain all week here. So. That Standard. is horrible, yeah. <laughs> this is it. Um, what about you, Matt? How was your week? Um, my week's been pretty good. Um... I, th- I think I said before I started this script writing course online, so um, I'm a bit behind. We had to start writing the script this week, so I need to do that this weekend and like sort of next week and stuff. Um, but it's starting to like develop and like and get more ideas. So soon we'll be um, famous TV stars, and that'd be great. Um, yeah. I saw people for the first time, so I met up with Ed on Friday. Ed is uh, my boyfriend, and we were completely and utterly. Um, like compliant with the guidelines so no touching um no kiss or anything like that just separate just being each other's company it does make a big difference it really like i thought it was going to be really hard i thought I, i'm quite 
an emotional person sometimes quite sensitive and I thought I was gonna like leave feeling really really like like downtrodden because we weren't able to have any sort of physical contact but it was like the complete opposite like you know it was just I found it really easy we were able to spend the whole day together um and it was just really really nice and then I went and saw my mum um which was amazing um and she was taking the piss at me for not giving her a hug and sitting in the garden but you know apart from that it was really good there were a lot of people in my mum's house my goodness <laughs> there were so many people coming in and out the front door and having it in the back and I was like fuck me and they're like it's fine like it's okay <laughs> all right okay <laughs> I'm not coming near you bitch yeah. <laughs> yeah it is um have you found uh Ben is your like your partner being a doctor what's the, what's the sort of feelings there are you do you feel yourself high risk or is it uh, literally no, because a lot of the GPs in our area are like dead like quiet they're like we, we have no work to do yeah well he's like he said that because he's um he's got two two jobs so he's um he's a partner at a gp practice and on that side of things he's been doing they shut the um the surgeries to people people coming in and did most of the consultations on like you know uh zoom you know um skype calls or over the phone um, to talk to them and then and then if people needed say an examination or a blood test taken there'd be the, there'd be yeah. special hubs that they can bring people into and they literally just come in have the blood taken go straight back out no talking nothing fully kitted out okay um but he's also a, a clinical director in the county which means that they're they're the ones who basically have to figure out how the nhs in that county deals with it because there was no sort of hand down stuff from the from the top from the nhs so like what do we do and mm. yeah they, so there's just like a load of people sat around a, a virtual table you know just constant zoom meetings every night just like what do we do now oh it's changed what do we do now oh um so yeah it's been pretty full-on but i think things that they're sort of starting to figure out how to work most efficiently now and he said it's actually been incredible that how much they've actually been able to achieve in such a short space of time in terms of collaboration with all the different um, practices around the county. So that's uh, that's that's a positive. Oh, cool. That's good. Um, yeah. As the only one here in this chat that's single, I am not missing out on anything, I think. Um, I've just got stronger wrists, I think, since <laughs> COVID started. And that's about it. How's your virtual cowboy? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's um, I the thing is, I, it breaks my heart because I I seen a cheater, I seen a a spoiler because it follows a story, um, and I seen a spoiler that he dies, and I know it's coming, oh, no. and he started to, <laughs> started doing this thing. I started playing again, so I'm sort of not playing to progress the story forward, and I'm just sort of like having out doing stuff. But he, he sort of engages him the other day and he started coughing. Essentially, he's got tuberculosis and I know he's going to die. But he started coughing the other day and I'm like, it breaks my heart. It's like Moulin Rouge, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to happen. And I know he needs to fulfill his destiny and like stop all the crime and do all the robberies and stuff. But I just don't want him to. I want him to go out and just hunt and uh, you know live his life. But it's coming, unfortunately. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, yeah, finish that off soon, I guess. It is horrible when you finish things that you really invested. You're like a good book or something like that, or like 
um, today, yeah. like, because I was hungover after like this virtual stag that was on yesterday. Um, I finished uh, the last season of Shit's Creek. Oh, I was in tears. I finished it yesterday. Yeah. Do you, you, both, you watch, you watch well? it? Yeah, I love it, and I'm 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 just doing one episode a day. I'm not binging. Oh. I'm just doing one Ooh. episode a day. Yeah. The first one, I I, the first I, sitting so on I Thursday, I watched the seven episodes. <laughs> oh, I don't want it to end. I don't want it to end. I was yeah. bawling. Yeah. I mean, actual yeah. crying and like like moaning. I was like, ah, oh. just sitting there by myself with tears <laughs> coming down my face. It was hard. It was oh, so romantic. Wow. It was so good. Yeah. yeah. No spoilers. Um, but I, I I was the same. I binged the last season that obviously came on live when I did, but I finished it yesterday. Um, I'm just not for any reason at all. Just I think it's because you know it's the last season. I'm like. Like anytime Moira says "baby," I'm like, "This is the last time I'm going to hear it." <laughs> oh, so good. Um, She's so funny. Yeah. So oh good. Because I, I imagine the way the kind of person I am, I'm very much like David. You know, I need to be looked after, and I need like a very stable, sort of strong man to just be like, uh you know, when you see, the, oh, I guess you wouldn't have seen the second to last episode, but yeah, when like Patrick's trying to fix things, he's just like, "Listen, you do this, you take care of yourself, and I'm going to sort out everything." And I'm like. That is what I need. <laughs> uh, this so is good. why this is why you took it so personally when I said David was a bit annoying. One hundred percent. Some of us just have very specific requirements, and they just need to be met. And we need people that understand those requirements. That's it. Okay. Just mm. just follow what you know is right, and just look after us, and we will fill you with joy. That being said, Patrick is just a dreamboat. I think he is just so fit. Ticks, oh my god! Ticks every box. Yep, one hundred percent. Oh, I'm excited about you watching the last season. I've I've watched I've watched one episode. Yeah, just one. I've watched one episode. I know. So far, so. <gasps> got it all to come. And she's yeah, just, yeah. So yeah. jealous. Um, apart from that, my week. The only other thing apart from work I did was we all played Secret Hitler online on Friday night. Um, have you ever heard of the game Secret Hitler? Keep, keeps it light. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was. It's um. It's <laughs> it's actually quite good though. We first we've played it a couple of times at your house, Matt. But we somebody discovered the online version and it actually it does quite well. We had Zoom loaded at the same time. Um, but it was uh it was good. It's a game where you have to hunt out the fascists from all the liberals. Um, it's a really complicated game to explode explain. So I I won't. But um, it's a lot of fun. To be fair, you'd struggle with an easy game to explain as well. So everybody wins yeah, in this situation actually... if you just don't. <laughs> yeah, I'll not even try to comprehend anything. <laughs> try to talk about it. Um, cool. Well, I wanted to just go on and introduce the topic then. Or Matt, you should. Uh, well, yeah, because I was thinking about it. And I'm one of the sort of workers that I furloughed. And I saw an interview, an interview an article online before and there's not been much of it since I think but it was talking about using furloughed workers to help the farming industry um, and that there are at the moment I believe there should be a lot of vacancies open in the farming world um, because the majority of the workforce is from overseas um, and now with like travel restrictions it's just not possible and yeah I just wanted to understand a bit better Ben about how how you know tell us a little bit about the workforce that would be in farming maybe if you know a bit about it maybe your own um but what are your thoughts on the ideas that maybe furloughed workers would help um with picking and things like that yeah sure uh so 
you've got all your diff different types of farming and the um so this particularly uh applies to seasonal uh fruit and vegetable workers so like us um anyone that's producing salad crops or you know other vegetables strawberries things like that um we're quite we're quite a small operation compared to a lot of them uh there's a big strawberry farm next door to us and they have hundreds if not thousands of people who come to pick strawberries it's one of the biggest um one of the biggest soft fruit farms in europe and they are massive they've got their own like they've got their own buses where they like move people around between the different farms and take them into the local town to go shopping things like that so they're the ones that are really going to get affected by um uh by the uh by this um this lockdown and it's um yeah it is it is a big it is a big deal uh if, if the whole brexit shit show wasn't um wasn't going to be bad enough then this came along and um and sort of made it a lot worse we've um we have one guy who comes over every year from the czech republic and he's currently stuck uh stuck out there trying to get over and whereas the majority like the rest of our people who work work for us um they're local uh, so we're lucky we're lucky that we haven't got to rely on on um people coming from from overseas but this guy he's been coming every year for 10 years um and it's quite a skilled job because he drives a tractor he knows what he's doing he's he's been doing it you know for for years and he is absolutely essential and at the moment we are getting shafted because because i don't have him and he he's like keeps getting put back um but the uh i think that yeah there's there's um there's a uh someone messaged me on instagram about it uh this week called the um like the the land army where they're basically putting this app together to um get people to apply to um you know saying they want they want a job on a farm it's this whole the only problem is it's it's the um uh, it's sort of centralizing it or, or finding a way to to get those people into these farms because uh for example a lot of these people will um be coming from overseas they'll be going to these farms they'll be on farm accommodation they'll be living living there working there uh so if you're say someone who um lives in the city and wants to go and you know, it's not that convenient for you to you're probably not going to be able to just get on a bus you know go 20 minutes down the road and and go do a day's work and go back again quite often these these farms are going to be in places that are quite far removed from where the majority of those furloughed workers are going to be. So if it works out, if people are happy to go and say relocate to those farms for, you know, the season or, you know, or by the week and then, you know, go home at weekends, then, then that'll work out. But it's sort of enabling, sort of <laughs> trying to get those people who want the jobs to the place where, the jobs are um it's getting those two to to work I mean, if you look back to um my great grandfather used to grow hops um Hereford used to be a big hop growing county uh and 
then they used to um they used to get, during the summer they had busloads of people from Birmingham would come and they'd spend the summer on the farm because that was their idea of a summer holiday and they'd come they'd bring the whole family they'd be got like photos of it you know there'd be like babies in push chairs in the hot in the hot fields um and that would be that would be their idea of a summer holiday because it would be they'd be getting out of the cities you know be in the black country where it's just like really like heavy smog and just being able to come out to the country would be would be amazing so it would be lovely to to get that sort of um because it can be it, it can be like really good fun i mean like i try I, we try to make it quite enjoyable but i know some of the farmers you know the ones who probably make a bit more money than we do um probably work people a little bit a little bit harder uh, but yeah so that that's it is i think that the, the struggle is it's such a great idea it's getting it to work and getting the people who want the jobs to to the places where the jobs are and would you i guess to me it's like do people volunteer their time to for if let's take matt for example if matt's furloughed he's getting 80 percent of his pay would he do this for free or would he still get paid no i think i think i think the idea is you'd still get paid but you know it would all go on it would all go on like uh paye and so you know the um you know you'd still end up paying paying the relevant amount of tax or whatever uh, yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't expect i wouldn't expect farmers to get get the labor for free that'd be a bit um that'd be a bit bloody uh, cheeky wouldn't it well i just read like um something just before this about uh, there are a lot of people, and it's not related to farming, but a lot of people are not working at the moment, and they're offering their services for free for like certain companies just to fill up their own time, really, and yeah. be skilled. And a lot of freelancers are finding that um, wrong because it's taking away paid work for people that need to have the money, um, and you know, it's their livelihood because there are some people that have fallen out of being able to claim certain benefits and or get like you know, pay from furlough for self-employed and stuff like that. So. Um, I, you know, it definitely should be like paid work, but um, from what I understand, it's difficult because of that. So if I were to like apply to be a fruit picker or a vegetable picker, I would have to leave where I am in London to go and stay somewhere um, in the countryside. I would and you know work the hours there, and, and that just I don't know if that would be possible for me to do that really. You know, um, yeah. As much as I really want to pick lettuce, um, <laughs> do you know, I, I, will I mean, say I'm this, sold. I will say I'm sold. Yeah, no, I will say this. I'm actually joking. It does sound like a lot of fun to me because I think being outside. I love just being able to sing and like um, I feel like you know I'm quite a productive person when it comes to like working you know like especially like physical sort of like labour type work. The only problem I'd have is um, the mud that would get me like you know I need to wash my hands and like I moisturise quite a lot. Put some on your skin, Matt. Yeah, look, mud mask. Someone, it's an instant mask. Yeah. yeah. Put it on and let it dry out yeah, whilst you, you pick the apples. You can wear gloves. You can wear gloves. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, because. Yeah. But it, I it, it's in, it's interesting what you're saying about the um the the volunteer thing and taking work away from from people because I get a lot of messages on Instagram from people saying do you take volunteers um I'd love to come and I'd love to come and you know work on the farm you know just just for the experience and and that's a similar thing with 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 me is that the people who come and work on the farm you know they're people who need they're local people who need a job and they want want to earn money. And by having people who just who can afford to just come and, and work for fun on the farm, it takes away the um the you know it'd be cheaper for me 
but it takes away yeah. the opportunity for someone to earn the money that they need to to live on. So um so yeah I just and also if people come just to volunteer, then if they decide they don't like it and just go oh you know I'm just gonna go and I'm like well, yeah. what am I gonna do? Yeah, I'm I'm stuck. Yeah. Now. <laughs> I was about to say it's more reliable for you to have somebody who you know locally to come and you know put in the graft because they know they need it to get the money rather than somebody who says oh do you know this week I'm going to go some do some farming. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, two days in, they're like, oh, do you know actually my back's sore from picking lettuce. I'm going to enjoy the last of the week down by the beach. Bye. Well, I was <laughs> yeah. going to volunteer just... like, before all of this had happened for like a charity that my brother used to, to, to work with. And I had to be put on a waiting list because so many people want to volunteer. I had to wait like um, eight months. Um, the problem is it's not many people want to volunteer and give their time. It's retention that's a problem. And I guess it's like employees just in general for certain types of work, um, like the hospitality where I work, you know, retention is really, really difficult because people will just, you know, it sounds like a great idea, but when you need to integrate these things into your lives, it's a little bit more challenging and I guess people are less likely to, to stay. Um, mm. Yeah. What will happen with the guy from the Czech Republic then? Because are you saying that he's trying to come and work for you? Yeah, yeah. He's, um, uh, he keeps booking a flight and then the flights keep getting cancelled. So I think he's got a flight booked for the 31st of May to come over. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see if that um, see if that that comes off. But yeah, he's he's a great he's a great guy. Um, he had a bit of a uh, bit of a wobble a few years ago and had a bit of a um, uh, like a bit of a bit of a breakdown. But he's like he's sort of, you know, improving a bit now, and and he's um, mm. yeah, because he, he struggles to find work out there. He's a really really bright guy, but just struggles to find decent, solid, continuous work. So he comes over here, usually work, usually comes over in March and works until like um end of September, beginning of October, and then and then goes home and he's he's usually earned enough money then to pretty much see him through till the till the following March. So yeah. Oh that's awesome. Yeah. What will you do if he doesn't come? <sighs> Just work harder. <laughs> so yeah. Matt, you could go and join and uh, no, I could I could um I just don't know where Herefordshire is. <laughs> yeah, you're not the only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh, you you, where where is it? Is it in the middle of the country? <laughs> it's, um, it's like, do you, do you even know where Birmingham is? I do. I've been to Birmingham. I was supposed to go to a concert there like the other week, but it was cancelled, obviously. Yeah, if you, if you kind of go from Birmingham and go towards Wales, it's sort of like, it's on the border of Wales. Oh, no, we have a friend who's from there. Yeah. Um, you know Ollie? John and Ollie. Ash. Yeah. That's where he's from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then, no, I, I've never been there. Um, but uh, I'd like, I think I'd be one of those people. I like the idea of farming. I'd get there and I'd be like, I think it's hot outside. Um, and then I'd be like, okay. Oh. <laughs> um, what time do you have to wake up? Tell me, what time do you have to get up in the morning? Oh. Well, I get up at five o'clock every morning. But, that's just to do CrossFit, and then I go. To, I start work at half seven. What time do you go to bed? Um, any time between nine and eleven. I was hoping. I thought you were gonna say eight pm because <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Is it? Is it like to bed yet? <laughs> <laughs> no. To be fair, I mean, actually, you know, like I've, I. I've worked a lot of early hours. Like when I used to work in um, restaurants, I'd have to wake up at four thirty or five to get to work for six a.m. 
So it's not. I like early starts. I'm really very much an early person as well. Like you know, like you know, I like finishing the day at a good time, and and um, and then you've got the whole evening free and getting up. And I feel most productive in the morning anyway. Like I'd rather just get up and yeah. go to work straight away for sure. Um, how how long are your days at the moment then? Uh, usually finish sort of start half seven and then finish about half six. Oh my so, god, yeah. <laughs> that's so long. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. It's okay because it's it's like when the weather's like this and it's you know, the sun's out, it's warm, and you're outside the whole time. Even though it's half past six, yeah, like I keep thinking it's still four o'clock, and and you know there's still plenty of. And like when I get home, what am I gonna do? Just watch telly, <laughs> just eat. But I go, I go, yeah, we'll eat. And I go and sit in the garden, watch the birds, um, just have a have a cider. And then, yeah, that's about it. Oh, so cute. I always yeah, think about leaving the city, and then I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do with my day when I'm out in the, in the country? It's like, it's so different, the life. It's it's like, it's so bizarre to me. It is like. It's, I don't know, because cause I was. Because um, I, I lived in London for like 18 months, and that's, that's, where, that's where I met John um, or Stevie. Just to clarify things, I call him Stevie. His name's John. Um, he, because uh, his surname's Stevenson. So yeah, um, and when I think about it, you know what we did when we actually lived in London. I was like, well, you know, we hung out with the same people all the time and went to the same bars. Um, and we pretty much did the same thing. And like now, out in the country, we hang out with the same people and we go to the same restaurants or the same same pubs or whatever or just like but now like friends have like massive house parties in the middle of nowhere like in a in a garden and you just have like a big rave no one else can hear you and you can go to like six in the morning and no one gives you damn so yeah it's brilliant it's brilliant there's so much to do out here I think it's different if you're married though I do think if you're yeah. uh, single or even just dating or and you know there's no way as a single person I would say go live in the country. Yeah. I love being in the country, but as a single person, it's like you need to be in the city to mingle and meet people. Not to say it's impossible to meet people. It's just I think it's a lot harder. It's the same yeah. people. As well, people. That's the, the same yeah. people you see. Like, um, probably, I mean, would you say more as a gay man as well, though? Because, you know, there's only, I think the pool is slightly more limited, I guess, than if you were, I don't know, straight. Um, yeah. Potentially, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, back when... Um, so before Stevie and I met, we um, there was no gay dial. Well, it was only gay dial. There was no like grinder or anything like that. So it's just you know the old dial-up made modem and um and yeah you know, like and a lot of visits to the park. For, wait, waiting for five minutes. At, <laughs> I never did that. Did everyone do that? I never did. Do that. what? What did you say? Visits to I the said, park. Yeah, I mean I never did it. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've um, never done it. No. I would do it. Um, we I just think have, I would do it for sure. Just, oh, I don't know. You never know. You never know. Who you're gonna meet do you? the killer. I'm not sure. So that's part of it, I guess. Isn't I'm it? Not sure. I like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, just the whole the yeah the 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 gay type thing, you know, and you just you'd like you you'd chat for ages, and then and then you meet up, and you go like, mm. yeah, that's an anticlimax, and then um, but yeah, find Stevie. I was in London for a bit and I was like, right, you're the one. That's it. Time, to, time to check out. And uh, yeah, 
dragged him back up to Herefordshire with me. Where did you How meet did him? you meet? Oh, we were both we were both um members of the same rowing club. So we used to row uh down on the Thames and yeah, met, we were in a boat together, um, just got chatting, turned out his best friend from medical school was getting married to my ex girlfriend from school. Um, oh, <laughs> and you grew up in Herefordshire, did you? Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, so um, uh, we got yeah we got chatting and and uh, yeah got together and then yeah that was like nearly fourteen years ago now. And you sold them on the lettuce talk, you bought into it. Yeah. Yeah, he was de- he was, so he was desperate. He's desperate to get out. He'd been in London for like ten years or something, so he was. Uh, oh, had he? Right. Okay. Yeah. Because he'd done he'd done a degree first, and then his medical degree, um, and uh, he just wanted a garden. He loves his garden. He's out in the garden now. Actually, that's all he does. I, mean, I have to say, his setup for the swimming thing. I don't, the the thing was amazing. I was um, in awe. He's he is devastated that. So he's a big swimmer and he so he likes swimming in, in the um the pool in Hereford has been shut since it flooded. It's ironic, isn't it? Yeah. It should be better now. <laughs> the pool is now bigger. <laughs> so that shut in February and then and then it um of course because of the corona it's been shut down, but normally beginning of May is the open water season starts. So he'd be swimming in the local lake because he's been training for these open, big open water swims and that's been shut as well. So he's, he's just been like, I need to swim, I need to swim. He's a little bit like a dolphin, you know, you sort of like put him on dry land and he's just like, um, but you put him in the water and he's like a fish. Uh, so he's got this big paddling pool and he's basically got a strap and then ties the strap around the frame of the paddling pool to a belt around his waist and then he so he can swim i mean it's a big paddling <laughs> pool it's not a t- it's not like a tiny paddling kids paddling pool it's, it's like, like about it turns yeah. out that stevie's actually three foot nine it was good yeah. unreal so ingenious it. just like yeah it was brilliant i messaged you i seen it on your instagram i messaged What's it? Um, the gardens here are very different. So mine actually has no, no green in it. It's all concrete. <laughs> My little garden. Oh, it's like a little cell block. Is that, is yeah, that a garden? Is I that don't actually know a garden? It's a garden. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's the space at the back of uh, like our house. Um, but it's so bad that I had to sunbathe in the, the front door, the driveway, because like there's nowhere to lounge in the garden. So yeah, I had to sit outside our front door, just where we park um, the cars. Cause, or just steel so it's nice going although we went so we were cycling yesterday, uh, the other day and we're going along in the canal and then the guy was like oh I was just swimming in the canal the other day and I was like that is fucking disgusting I don't know if you want to do that yeah. in the middle of London don't yeah. That. yeah you're going to catch some other that. things that not at all he's like oh you can see the bottom and there's I was like you don't want to see the bottom of the canal in London no right. way yeah. the amount of dead bodies no way but we did buy um, a hard lemonade from him he was selling lemonades from his boat so we got a lemonade with gin in it and that was delicious Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm. Nice one of those. That's really good. It's nice. You've got to support your local businesses. Yeah, the swimming just blew me away. The, um, just the setup. So ingenious. I think he, you copied, he copied it off someone else. He didn't make it up himself. <laughs> oh, don't say that. Don't burst the bubble. <laughs> I mean, he's clever. He's not that clever. And what about your training, Ben? 
how have you found this lockdown in your CrossFit? Um, it's been, and I prefer actually going into the gym and doing stuff. God knows how, like what I'm going to be like on heavy stuff afterwards. But I've become very good friends with my 22 and a half kilo dumbbell. Um, I still haven't mastered double unders, which I should have done by now. Um, I still haven't practiced my pull-ups, um, which I should What's have done. What's a double under? But it's where you, you skip, but you do, every time you jump, you, you know, swing the rope round twice. You can't do that. No. I can do, I can do like single skips, but I can't like go jump and go twice. Oh, that's crazy. Do it, Ash. Go on, get up, it, get up and do you, it. Matt, you can't do a double under, can you? 100% I can. Although, I'm really good oh, at skipping. You I balls. should have known I was gay when I was in um, primary school. Because, you know, like, back in those days, like, the boys played, like, football and stuff, and the girls were using, like, skipping ropes, and I was so good with the skipping rope. It's not even funny. Um, yeah, 100%. Okay, I, I, can you actually do a double under? You're talking about just skipping with a rope and it going under your feet twice, right? Do you have to do anything in particular yeah. different? Like, you just jump higher and first. I, well, I mean, it's quite a skill. It's a I mean, lot harder you, than... When you say it like that, it sounds really easy. <laughs> well, I feel like I'm missing <laughs> yeah. something. Like, you know, I will get tired. Like, obviously, I'm a big heifer lump, so, like, I'll do a few and then I'll get tired, but, like, I could do a couple, yeah. I think the most I've got in a row is 50. 50 in a row is tough. 50? Yeah. Um, That's good. Yeah, Hold on, Ashley good. can do it, but you can't do it then. Yeah, I can't, I can't, like, get my feet, my feet and my hands are just, like, connected, so if I jump faster, my hands move faster, and, and yeah, so I just can't seem to, I can skip faster, I just can't. We, I did say to you, didn't I, I'd send you a video, um, but essentially, the way I got into it was, I don't know, double unders is the only CrossFit move which I got very quickly, I, there's a lot of stuff on the bar I can't do. A lot of other stuff I just snatch, I still struggle with. Double unders, I, I, I remember the day I got them, I was able to do some double single, double single. Um, and then it was just a case of them breaking out of the habit of going double single to go double, 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 double. And again, it, it's, I think the first time I got like five in a row or six in a row, my heart was just like... <gasps> <laughs> um, and then you just build it up. But yeah. the one of the tricks that was taught to me is um, jump. And then as you jump, tap your legs twice with your, just as you jump with your arms, go with your, just tap your legs. Um, and then another trick was jump, but not with, with the rope in your hand, but don't skip. But then just as if you were skipping, spin it twice. So it gets you in the habit of breaking that one jump per one twist. Um, but you don't then whip your legs with the back of the skipping rope, which hurts. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But um, also... It also depends on what skipping rope. Do you have like a, do you have like a, a proper skipping rope or what type of skipping rope do you have? One of those ones that's essentially yeah, just like a cheese wire, with two plastic handles. So like you you just go around and it just hits you and it feels like you've just been, yeah, lashed. I would, I would suggest getting, I want, I was actually looking the other night actually because I, I my, my skipping rope is back in London. Um, and it's like 60 quid, 60 quid for like a CrossFit skipping rope. Oh, and fuck off. I'm about they to just did that one. to put the name on. There is absolutely no reason why a skipping rope should cost that much. No way. No, it's five because... Well, this is maybe the problem, you see. <laughs> um, uh, that's the only reason I can't do double-unders. 
It's got a cheap sound. I'm sure it is. <laughs> your one's like flat. It's actually a band. <laughs> just gets all that drag. But the heavier, the heavier the rope, the easier it is to do. So I was going to suggest, because I've got one of the ones with the handles and you can change the rope. So you pay like 35 quid for the handle. Madness. And then you can progress. What? Progress through the hook. Yeah, do you know what? Um, and it is, and the heavier the rope, because you can feel it go round more. This it is it makes CrossFit it harder. I will say this: CrossFit is a cult, and you lot are all falling for this shit. Okay, they just charged you that much money for a skipping rope. Out oh, now, I'm not having it. No, yeah, it's a brain skipping rope. And I, I, I they, and they also, me. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not getting sucked in by that nonsense. Well, this is why you'll never do you'll never do double unders. <laughs> that's a, that's a price I can pay. Um, <laughs> well, it's not. It's fifty quid. That's the price to pay to do double unders. Um, it also does have to do with the length of the rope, obviously, because you're jumping a lot higher. It has to. So, if you, for example, if you were to just buy a standard skipping rope, which isn't long, it's it's because we have a skipping rope in the garden, which isn't, which isn't like a proper skipping rope, like a, I'd say a proper crossfit skipping rope. I'm, I find it impossible to do double unders. Okay, and you're skipping rope. But I'm 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 missing the so I'm missing the social side of it. I do I have my Zoom I have my Zoom sesh with my um with my straight cross fit boyfriend every morning. Um he sounds fit. And that's it's, yeah. Charlie is great. Love Charlie. Um he's really he's a really good mate and yeah, we're competitive and we do it. Every morning and then three days a week, there's like the CrossFit gym, do a do a group session, and so that's um quite nice to see some of the other guys. But yeah, it's uh, doing it so with someone else like on a on a on a um, FaceTime call or something just pushes you on. Otherwise, I'd just get halfway through your wad and just go, hey, you know, sod it, you know, prep. That's what Ashley does. I mean, you haven't you may have not listened to the last episode, but he had the absolute audacity, and I'll bring it up every single week, Ashley. To post a full workout and only did like forty four percent of this workout. <laughs> Not a words to anyone. Not a single word. I said to Shameless. I said to Mickey that I didn't finish it. It was an, it was because what all I've got here, Mickey's left me in an assault bike. So Love that's the only machine bike. I have. I hate them. Um, and if that wasn't uninspiring enough to have to go out and do that to myself, Mickey like programs the hardest workouts possible. Um, and so the other day it was, I can't remember what it was. It was something like, I want to say it was calories and then dumbbell thrusters, I think it was. And I was just like, no, my, my, no. <laughs> uh, I think you had to do, it was, there was four sets of 10 rounds for 40 minutes. And inside that 10 minutes, you had to do three rounds of 12 calories on the bike and 10 dumbbell thrusters. I've, Absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> How heavy were the like, dumbbells? How heavy were the dumbbells? Well, okay. Four kilos. You can, sit, sit, you can sit down if you're 22 and a half. So I only have 17 and a half here. Oh, okay. That's, that's, still, that, that's still plenty. I don't think I could do it with 22 and a half anyway. There's still plenty. Oh, 22 and a half. It's just like... It, when, you, when that's all you've got, you soon sort of get, get used to it. Like, grind to overhead now. It's like, yeah, it's easy. It's easy. Mm. Love it. Are you doing it every Good single day? Like yeah, five five days a week. Five days a week. I got you into CrossFit, didn't I? Uh, yeah, I think you did. I think you. I think you said, "Yeah, you should. You should do it." And I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll give it a go." Yeah, so find the local local gym. You, you can tell your um, CrossFit boyfriend that he's welcome. Okay. Yeah. You, 
can you can buy a hat now for the wedding. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I I think I met his brother at an event in uh, outside London once. Because he owns a gym with his brother, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, that's 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 different. That's my different CrossFit boyfriend. So that. Oh, there, there's there, two. I've got two. I've got two CrossFit boyfriends called Charlie. Um, which is confusing. Oh my! God. It's the scandal between all this. This is. So the gays, they're right. So there's there's, there's posh Charlie. Missed. There's posh Charlie, and then there's Jim Charlie. So there's the guy who owns it, and Jim Charlie, and then there's posh Charlie. Oh. Your mind's I mean, blown now, isn't it? Mind's You've got the same now. name as well. That's crazy. I know it's really confusing. It just it yeah you know, helps any confusion if I accidentally message one when I'm supposed to be messaging the other. So. Well. Um, I mean, they sound amazing. <laughs> uh, you should, you should definitely, you should definitely post more pictures of them. I'll, um, yeah, I'll ask. Well, I can't now, can I? Because I've not seen them. I 100% think you should invite them around for drinks in the garden. Social, social distancing. We might do a social distance wad in the garden. Garden's big enough. With gin and tonics. Yeah. yeah. Have you started seeing people? Um, and having like social distance meetups. Um, so, so one of my one of my best friends from school, he um, uh, has some space in one of our sheds at the farm to keep keep stuff in. He um, he's got a company in sort of solar panels on on industrial buildings and stuff. So he uh, he occasionally pops in to like get up, get materials and then go off and do a job, and. And like I see him and just get like, I mean we've been best friends since we were like 13 so he comes and he's like just we see each other from across the yard and we just have a bit of a chat and I'm like oh I want to hug you um so yeah, yeah just really missing really missing people just, yeah really struggling with it but it's um yeah I've got dogs because we've we've talked we've talked before about doing the podcast Probably about a year ago, I think we first sort of had the idea of bringing you on, and then I was saying, I think just before this season started, how we this would be way back, maybe just towards the end of last year when I was doing planning and stuff. And you said, yeah, hundred percent, but you didn't want to do it recorded like this. You wanted to come and, and do it in person. Um, yeah. And you also then had, you know, obviously anybody else we've recorded in the past, except for Jordan. Jordan, we did it in person because he lived in London. But everyone else since then, it's always been recording just on this phone. And then you came in today or yesterday with the whole, do you know what, I want to be videoed. And we're like, right, okay, we'll make this work for Farmer Ben. Because it, it just, needs. I, I don't know, I, I always find it so much easier when I'm talking to someone face to face. So if I can see who I'm talking to, otherwise I 100%. Start. Yeah. Um, I find it easier when we're talking face to face and without shirts on. Just a remote <laughs> That was my requirement. That's I said, it. I will only do it on video if we're none of us are wearing clothes. I can only see a head anyway, so it doesn't make any sense. You don't have difference. to just see my head, you can see other parts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's turning into one of those video chats, is it? <laughs> I definitely moisturised, just in case. <laughs> Outrageous. Matt, he has like four boyfriends, he'll come and beat you up. Yeah, all my straight boyfriends. Apparently, boy, I know, very, know, very jealous. Don't worry, I run away doing my double unders. <laughs> this is how they do things in the country they've got four boyfriends yeah. and a husband <laughs> yeah like the French that's what they do oh, so exotic 
Um, there was another article which I thought I'd bring up. I don't know if anybody has seen this. And I was just trying to find it and now I can't find it. But it was something about um, how bees... <laughs> it's going to sound weird. But if bees sting your penis, it will permanently, enlar permanently enlarge your penis. Have you heard about this? <laughs> no. I think they're trying to trick people to do I this. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> stick it, stick it in a beehive. Find out. Who's out there putting Dave. like sugar? I mean, I will try it. Um, let me let me see if I can let me see if I can find the article. Bee sting penis. Oh, I must have searched it for it before. Yes, will will was it in the sun? My top hit. Some newspaper. <laughs> no, this is in um. What is this? Snoops. I'm sure it's, I mean, this is the first one that came up. Will a bee sting cause permanent penis enlargement? Um, People have got so much time on their hands. This is mad. It was in the mirror. It was in the oh, mirror. it's got to be right. It's got to be right then. Yeah, yeah. It's, mm, National Geographic have something, but they say the worst place to get stung by the bee is the nostril, the lip, and the penis. Funny that. <laughs> I wonder how often that happens yeah. that people get stung by their penis. I mean, I'm permanently out there running, rubbing jam around my balls just to, just in case. I don't know. You, you might be in the country, and you know, you just you need a wee, and you like, you know, do it in a hedge or something, and upset a bee that's on a flower. And it just. Do you know what? I remember that episode of Grey's Anatomy, uh, where the man was out somewhere in the jungle, and he peed, and this parasite came up the pee into his, and he got an infection in his. Insides? Do you so know that's that when one in the water. There's like an actual thing, isn't it? Though? That's when you're in like the water. It doesn't like travel up like electricity through the weed. Um, you have to be like submerged. Or was it? I thought he, I thought he travelled up the pee. Like no, nah, you have to be submerged. <laughs> <in the water. laughs> like, he swam be, against the. That would be a pretty strong. That would be a pretty strong swimmer, wouldn't it? Well, he 100 percent has the same setup as your husband has. Just <laughs> practicing all the time. <laughs> that's what it takes. That's what it takes. <laughs> Practice. Was it the Netherlands or something? They said that they suggest that single people get like a, a sex buddy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go get yourself a, a, a little shag buddy. Yeah. For quarantine? Yeah. Just by, yeah, by the, you know, to help situations that we're saying, like, you know, you do need some intimacy and some sort of physical contact. <clears throat> that they suggested that that's something you could do. I ordered my, um, so I ordered my online, my, what's it? Uh, at like home testing kit for STIs because now is like a good opportunity, isn't it, for everybody to to discover like you know what they're because you need to have like a three month waiting period to find out properly whether you have HIV or not. Now is the right time because we can sort of like track it down where it is. Um, I was on the mm. prep trial before, so you have to be HIV negative to be able to go on the trial at the time, and I've been taking it, so you know I guess fingers crossed. Um, but if anyone's out there, and even just, and I think it helps identify where it is more so than just saying that if you believe that you have it, it's also saying that you don't have it, you know, kind of like mm. checking in, you know, that app to check in, um, the COVID-19 app, I don't know if you've ever used that to check in and, and say how you're feeling and doing, but this is like something works in a similar way. So if anyone's out there, now's the time to get tested because um, from a lot of us, we wouldn't have had any sexual contact for three months. So it will be the most conclusive outcome. Mm. And also a very good time to give blood. Because yeah. you've not had sex for three months as a gay man. Yeah. Maybe it will. That'd be good. So many so many pros. 
to COVID-19. It's almost like it's a blessing. <laughs> you need to take it as that way. I think after after Mickey last week and how positive is as a person, I've been really thinking about that. Because I, I was really fearful of being made redundant from work. And I think it's a very real possibility that it may happen. But you can take it as a positive as well, and, you know, open up opportunities and, and really think about focusing on the things that are important to you. you know? So, um, yeah, that positive mindset. And I always say to Ed, and it might be the same for you because that people contact. So I sort of end the day with saying, at least I'm one day closer to seeing you, as opposed to like, oh, another day I haven't spent time with you. you know? Oh, so I can't, that's I, good. Yeah, I try and keep that little mindset. Same thing. What well, What do you keep saying to your hundred boyfriends out in Hertfordshire? Or Hertz, did you Hertz? say Hertfordshire? Oh. Did you just call it Hertfordshire? I did. I did. I know. Um, I know. I don't know. I'm not from England, though, so my defense is I don't know. Yeah, okay, sure. Um, uh, what do we say? Well, yeah. We're, that orgy um, is going to be wild once it's over. It's going to be, oh, it's going to go off. Yeah, it's going to go off. Uh, I can't, yeah, I can't wait. There's going to be a lot of hugging. There's going to be so much hugging. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a, like, that man hugging. That's a, yeah, the straight, straight boy man hugging. Do you know what? I cannot stand someone patting me on the back. I, it, I think it's it's something that like disproportionately angers me about like straight guys and their hugs. It it really really gets me. This like weird like tap. I just cannot. I cannot. What, stand if, what if it's on the bum? What if it's on the bum? I hate so. Like... Um, you haven't seen it yet, but you will soon, Ben. Um, I've got quite a big rump, right? And many people. You will soon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Slide into the DMs later. In it, boy. <laughs> I said, look, apparently anyone can go in there. You've got their numbers. <laughs> One of many. Um, people always touch my butt, right? They always think it's a place to touch. So I'm a bit like um, sensitive towards people just like freely touching my bum. And it happens a lot. Like, it happened a lot at like, work, which is really bad. So we're like at like a Christmas party. And I was dressed in drag, and people were just like touching my bum so much, and it really, really frustrated me um, because I feel like it's not okay all the time. You are okay. Mm. You've everyone's gonna hear now. You've been given permission, but um, you know what? We get affected too. We get affected too. Yeah. No, it's um. You want a hog to be a good squeeze, like a big. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Jim, I went into to CrossFit one morning and I had a bit of a bad back. And um, Jim, Charlie, was, it, uh, was like, "Okay, so just uh, just hold your hold your arms across across your chest like you're giving yourself a hug, really tight." And then he came up behind me, put his arms around me like that, and then leant back, trying mm. to extend. It, it was just like it's like oh, just like just hold me. Hold me like this, but hold me like this. Oh, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then you had to lie down face forward for a while for about yeah, five minutes to everything else come down. Like, and he's like, Does that feel better? I was like, Oh no, but my back's the same, but yeah. it's nice hard, you actually so. hurt me, but no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Did it. Try it again. Do it again. That's the only thing I'm missing from Harder like this time. CrossFit is like the the men are ridiculous. Ridiculously Insane. fit. And I'm like, oof, that's a reason to join a cult, if any. You, but I mean, that's why that's why I did it. I mean, it just, yeah. <laughs> so self improvement and and the uh, the view as well. I did it only for the um, self improvement. 
You keep taking of uh, guys taking their shirts off. Matt Fraser. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. So good. yeah, isn't it? Matt Fraser. Matt Fraser is just 100 percent perfect. They all. I mean, the thing is, it, it's it's such a good sport, and if the uh, um, consequences of doing it is getting a body like that, then I think it should be encouraged to anyone. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but it's well expensive. Well, it's like. My gym membership is less than 60 quid a month, and that's all in for all the classes. And many that's of really good. Yeah. That's really good. I feel like it might be different in the country than in London. But they're like, the guy, I mean, like, actually, you've, you've seen the guys who um, run our gym, you know, they're like, they're not just, uh, they're not, you know, just like a couple of guys who think, oh, we can do this, we'll, we'll set something up, you know, it's a yeah. fully, they're, they're, pro, they're, they're pros, they, they compete pretty high level, and they've got all the gear, it's a big, it's a big industrial unit, they've got all the kit, big rig for doing pull-ups and stuff, all the loads of bars, it's, um, it's a really good setup, but I guess it's just because, like, things like rent, you know, rent for those industrial units, really cheap out here, so I'm going to worry about yeah. that, that sort of thing. It is crazy when you get to London and you have somebody set up a gym under an arch and charging somebody every £200 to go there. It's mm. like you don't have any room to do anything. It's insane. Um, yeah. And also it comes down to mentality. I think people, and the same with Mickey here. Mickey's out here, is he's different price scales for different things. But again, it's a big industrial unit. It's very, very big. Um, lots of space, lots of areas to run around in. But it's also to do with the mentality. I think a lot of people, and again, I'm just going off my own thoughts um in the country you're uh, people are a lot friendlier because like you say rent's cheaper they can they can have different approaches in the city because you have to you have to charge 200 pound or 200 pound plus for a good crossfit gym but then you have to sort of drive the business angle i mean the, the one the one crossfit gym i joined in london when i was there was so business focused mm-hmm. that they were just the the people who had been there for think for example that somebody had been going there for like three or four years had approached the owner to say hey look can i pay less because i have to travel for work um and he goes no you have to still pay the full amount and i was just like well you're just going to lose a customer that way um and i think it is like uh, your guys and like i you i assume your gym's very like mickey's gym um in the sense of the the way they approach the training and you know mickey doesn't Mickey wouldn't care now if I wanted to go out and train every day and then stay extra. He wouldn't charge me more for that. Yeah. But gyms in London are like, you know, oh, if you want to stay and do open gym, it's going to cost you £10 more a month or whatever it is. It's- yeah. And it, it and it, it works both ways because cause the guys that, that own ours are such decent guys. It's meant that you know, now we're, you know, we can't go. I've not stopped paying my membership. I'm still, because I'm still, mm. I'm still, you know, able to, to make money. Um, I've uh, yeah, I'm still paying, and you because know, I want to support them because I want it to still be there when when mm. we come out. You know, they're not like a big um, you know, virgin active or anything like that. It's a couple of brothers 
who've set up and they've like built it from the ground up you know they used to just do like training you know exercise class out the back of their vans they you know they've built this this business they've built from the ground up they've been going really well and you know the thought of it not being there when they um you know, when we come out the other side you know, it's um it's sad sad thought how is yeah. it um, it's um it's, uh, oh, go on. You... i was gonna say you're the guys who own yours are really kind not charlie the other brother that i've met um well he actually uh, yeah he actually asked me if i wanted to join his zoom classes because i was oh, just cool. saying i was finding it really un- yeah he's, cause yeah i was yeah. saying like and you were like oh. i was finding it really un- <laughs> well I, obviously i said no because i've got them here um and, and, and i was Mickey, finding would mickey be really upset if you cheated on him mickey mickey would be so jealous <laughs> he would 100 percent be so jealous but I, I i was explaining to will that I, what I find here is since everybody's doing these home workouts, uh, and it's it's more just a fo- a focus on myself, but a lot of people are doing it in the garden, and there's a couple of people who in ours have kids, and in the background, and they're crying and going on. I'm like, I find this the most distracting thing having to listen to your cry your crying kid whilst I'm trying to catch my breath while I did die. <laughs> um, and I've said I've said to Mickey, I, I, whenever I do it with him, I've, I've muted it because I can't put up with the drama. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, so you're so Will said, "Oh, I can join join it because there's no crying kids," and I was like, mm, "Make you go too mad." Just come come and do it. Come and do it tomorrow morning, six a.m. Oh, see that you lost me there at six a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Not. But what I did say, what I did say to him is, I will try at some point to come out because I want to come out and see your farm and yeah. come and do crossfit with you out there. Yeah, whenever we're gonna have a sleepover. So, I can't wait. Uh, I don't remember you coming that. <laughs> I'll probably get shot in the countryside, innit? <laughs> this fabulous gay black man just like sashaying down the road. One hundred percent. I'm not making it out loud. <laughs> I think I think I think it's just like everyone would just be like, oh, bits of that every day. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's weird because there's like there is there's yeah some diversity wise out here. It's um yeah it's so limited it's just like a bunch of just because there isn't a lot of people moving in or out of the of the county it's just like the same people who've been here for 350 years like my family um are you the are you the only gay couple oh god no it's full of gays what yeah yeah we've got we've got we've got loads of gay friends so there's that yeah, but gay yeah. couple friends, I guess. Not nobody yeah. single. I guess every couple's um, up and moves out. Actually, no. You're you're right. I don't know that many single gays out here. Uh, but yeah, there's there's there there loads, loads, and really nice, really good friends. Not just like, you know, sometimes when you know, when you were younger and you just had gay friends, you just hung out with them just because they were gay, and and because you didn't know any other gay people. And you didn't have anything in common with them at all. You're just like, oh, but yeah, you're the only other gay person I know, so I'll hang out with you. That um, pretty much developed but... into our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. You're literally describing our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> no, go on, sorry. Yeah, but, but yeah, so, so just, and, and people who do, um, just some really interesting people. So, got, um, a uh, really good friend who's uh um him and he's a garden designer um his husband is a is a photographer 
um, and then um, another one who's uh, he's like um, up in Shropshire, one of my best mates. He's an um, interior designer and artist, and he has the most wild parties, and it's just like full on full on rave in his garden um, all nighter. And uh, and then some, like some friends in this really cool little shop, and then some other ones that make gin. Um, yeah, it's brilliant. Is there like a gay farming community? Well, funny you should say that. Uh, I'm um, I'm involved in a group called Agrospect, and a friend of mine, Matt, he but he's a farmer over in Lincolnshire, set it up, and we um, basically to just there's all this talk about farmers, you know, there's high level of depression and suicide, and oh, if you're gay farmer, oh. you're going to be like, you're going to be doubly depressed and doubly suicidal. Just um, farmers in general, you're saying there's a high level of... Yeah, 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 farming's one of the highest levels of suicide uh, out of any profession. Just because of, like, it's like this uh, isolation, um, toxic masculinity of sort of, like, repressing feelings, and you're not talking about things. Um, also, you know, you, you get get serious swings of, of like you know, whether it's like the you know, the weather or anything, you know, prices, you know, money money problems. Um, so, you know, and then there's you know there's the whole added gay aspect of it. If um, so, so, you know, although there's a lot of talk about this, we need to show the other side, and uh, you can be out and be a farmer. Uh, so. Matt set up this website and we also wrote our own little stories and that they went up on the website and we started an Instagram thing and started sharing that around. We got people contacting us, telling us about their stories. Uh, so we shared those as well. And the more stories we shared, then we started having people who said, it's been a real, real big help to me reading these stories. And I came out to my parents at the weekend. Or I came out to my friends. And it's like, makes you, gets you a bit, bit, gooey inside and it's like mm, that's nice uh and yeah and and it's it's been fantastic seeing that and it's it's incredible the sort of the the range of people we've got we thought oh it's gonna just end up being because on, on facebook and i've come off facebook now but there's this gay farmer group on facebook which just is just I mean, it's hideous it's just like people um you, i mean you can probably imagine it's just like group of gay men who go on there and like occasionally might want to like post a picture of himself shirtless in a field just wearing dirty wellies or something um like, are you talking about this group not... or your instagram that no that, that <laughs> no that <laughs> what are you talking about no. <laughs> so rude uh so rude um but yeah and then and then we started getting um you know we've got lesbians uh we've got we had a um this uh, trans woman who is a lecturer at an agriculture university, um, bisexual, asexual. It's just been like the full full range of people covering um, whether they're farmers or so farm so agricultural scientists. Like I said, lecturers at agricultural universities, agricultural lawyers, agricultural consultants. You know, just the full range of people, and you don't even realise that that many people are out there and it's, we've got people right from down in Cornwall all the way up to the Highlands in Scotland um, it's uh, it's been fantastic and so then last year we had a, a, a place in the parade at Brighton Pride 
Um, Matthew Ferguson, you may or may not know, are a big tractor manufacturer. They sponsored it and they sent us a big Matthew Ferguson tractor that was wrapped in rainbow vinyl and they called it Sassy Ferguson. And yeah, just had 50 of us um, just in the parade march behind this tractor and it was one of the most... You pushed about that today. Huh? You pushed about it today, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen the tractor today on your story. Because yeah. today is International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia and Transphobia, which leads in nicely to next week being Mental Health Awareness Week. Yeah, there you go. A couple of dates for your diary. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you listen to the podcast, yeah, yeah. but we quite, I guess we talk about mental health quite often, especially I talk about my own, because it's quite important to me and like my journey sort of thing. So I guess, um, do you... Like, does... Do you think about sort of your mental health or well-being, and does that take effect into your sort of lifestyle? Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, that's I'd say that's pro- you know all joking aside, that's probably ninety percent of why I do CrossFit or just any exercise because, um, any time in the past where I've been at a particularly low point, it's been it's usually if I've got too much work going on or something and I've not been able to exercise, and my dad always said to me when when I was younger and he's a pretty much he was one of those dads that he was a rugby dad and he's like you're going to go and play rugby and I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to play rugby it's like you're going to go and play rugby I was like I'm crap at rugby I can't catch um, so then I was like right okay don't play rugby play something else and, and, until I find rowing and I find rowing and then suddenly I was found something I was good at and it was um, just just I just felt so much better about myself this whole idea of like healthy body healthy mind and it just it's just helped me out so much over you know in in the past and and i'm in such a great place now that um yeah just a pretty unfazed pretty unfazed by things at the moment so that's quite a nice place to quite a nice place to be really yeah definitely to me you come across i need to know you come across Super, super masculine, a lot of things you do. I need to know something that you do that's like mad fan. Like, are you watching Drag Race? One. Yes. Do you like Glitter? Are you? Are you watching Drag Race? Love Drag Race. Um, uh, have you seen Celebrity Drag Race? Oh, my days. The third episode of Celebrity Drag Race and the, the roast was one of the funniest things I've ever seen, ever. Oh, so good. And Ted, off shit, Ted off Shit's Creek. Oh, my God. Such a so, dream, No, nah, it's not really for me. He's, do you know what it is? He's got these like jaw bones here that stick out too far. And, yeah. And so. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit. <laughs> yeah. What what's what's celebrity drag race? I've not watched this or heard what? of it. Or... It was um if I'm honest, the um the first two episodes I thought I was like, oh it's a bit rubbish. And then watched the third one, I was like, actually no, this is really good. It's really Fuck good. Fuck me. I was it's on Netflix? laughing. Yeah, yeah. They've done four episodes and they've got celebrities and they drag them up and they've got like different types of people. Um and the third one they do a, a roast. I love roasts anyway. Like, I watch them on YouTube with people. Um, but it is one of the funniest things. One of the funniest episodes of Drag Race ever. Like, it is yeah. so good. And the lip sync was excellent. They looked incredible. Um, I think Matt should is, have won. Is it RuPaul or... Pardon? Is it RuPaul or who is it? Or... Yeah, it's RuPaul's Drag Race. Secret, it's called Secret Celebrity Drag Race. Hmm. Oh, well. And, and uh, for British people... They're not really celebrities because I didn't know who most of them were um, in the three episodes. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, it was it was really good. Better you than the Christmas le- special. 
that Christmas special was, that was just an advert that was one <laughs> advert fucking <laughs> awful that's one thing about RuPaul is he is not he has no shame when it comes to advertising things like even the last oh. episode about the Las Vegas live it's just it's just an advert for Las Vegas like their live show and and the um what did you think of AJ and the Queen I couldn't watch did it you watch that? I tried I got I to watched one two episodes I watched in. one episode it's, yeah. it is horrible it's like one really bad acting challenge repeated over and over again <laughs> oh so bad it was awful yeah absolutely awful um yeah no it wasn't it wasn't good oh uh, i'll tell you something that's really cute is a, a friend of ours um kate has got she's got three boys and um one of them the oldest boy is like super into basketball and um and he's he's like the cool kid at school and then the youngest kid is just like, yeah, dinosaurs, robots, Lego, stuff like that. And the middle kid is just, he's, um, he just likes animals and likes baking and stuff like that. And so she, uh, he wanted to have his hair dyed. So she dyed his hair blue and then he wanted to, she lets him watch Drag Race and, uh, he wanted to like fully drag up. And so she did his makeup and everything and she sent us a picture of it and it's the cutest thing I've ever seen. He looked, he looked amazing. And so he's just thinking of dragging. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. It's like, God, it's like so... Can you imagine if uh, having something like that when we were kids? Oh, my just, God. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. The, the script that I want to write about is about coming out, and it's a bit about my experience and stuff, and then other people's as well. So I want to ask people about, you know, both good and bad and stuff like that. But, like, you think about... I don't know if it's the same for you, but, like, mine wasn't very good and... I didn't have any sort of like positive reinforcement growing up about like you know same sex relationships mm. and you know my mum was quite brutal about what she'd see on TV and she'd be quite vocal about like her distaste at the time. She's very different now. She's very very different. Um, but yeah, it's crazy to think that there are parents out there and people out there that are saying you know you can absolutely be who you want to be and you know dress up in dresses and if you want to. It's crazy to think that people are going to aspire to be drag queens from like the age of five. Yeah, isn't it? Like they're gonna watch yeah. it and be like, "Oh, I want to grow up and I want to be a drag queen." I think that's gonna be crazy. Yeah, it's. I, I find it really weird this concept that, like, when, when we were growing up, you know, a man could, dress up, as a woman for comedy, a straight man could dress up as a woman for comedy, and that would be hilarious, but if a gay man dresses up as a woman, it's seen as some like massive threat to society. Uh, it's um, it just yeah, it, and and except how old are you, Matt? Um, I'm actually so funny story. Um, <laughs> now you might not know this, but I'm actually 32. However, I've just been cast right in an amateur dramatics play where they put the age as 18 because, mm -hmm. as you can tell, okay, pipe down. <laughs> the next story we're gonna have is I'm gonna ask you about what were gay bars like in the 1940s. Why don't you tell us? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I'm 32. Okay. Because um, how old are you? Yeah, it, I'm 38. And um, stop it. I'm 38. Yeah. I know. I need to shave. I should have shaved. I look really old. Um. Uh. But yeah, when we were growing up, the whole um, you know, Section 28 thing, and living in really uh, conservative, you know, background. It was you have that constant background noise of being gay is wrong. Um, you you have that that constant bombarding with the AIDS advert on TV, 
um, not really knowing what AIDS is and going like being terrified, whatever it was, being terrified and and, and sort of like saying, oh, you know, mummy, am I gonna am I gonna die as well? Like, no, no, don't worry, this is not, you know, that won't affect you. Um, and and yeah, that yeah, coming out was was a hideous experience to start with, but but you know it's something that you know now I've you know the things that my parents and I said to each other when I came out pretty horrendous things you think you could never come back from but but now we're super super tight and i see i work with my dad you know we see each other every day um but it's uh yeah it's it you know it wasn't easy but it was so much easier in hindsight than the thought of not coming out and where i you know Mm. where things might be now can you imagine and there's still i still know people who are who are struggling with coming out at you know at my age or even older you know in like 60 or 70 and uh, yeah that thought i mean to, to have held that inside for an extra like 20 30 years it's horrible thought. what age did you what age were you when you came out 18 okay yeah so i finished school went to uni when i was 18 or 19 um yeah, i went to uni and it was a, i was in first year of uni um sort of like was the end of bad arguments with my parents um when they were visiting me at uni uh and hindsight probably not the best way to go about it but it um yeah it was it was still the best decision ever made easily um Mm. and and i think the longer because because when you spend you spent 18 years sort of actively actively not just you know the 18 years when you're developing as a human being you know you're you're struggling so hard to not just be someone different but actively hide who you actually are you know you spend a long time yeah. after you come out unpicking all that and it takes a long time to long time to come to terms with it um but yeah it's uh it's it's a it's a journey as they say but it's definitely um such a good place now I couldn't imagine holding in, uh, like, as an adult, like, your whole adult life, like, you know, people were saying, like, our age and older, not being able to, to, because, you know, we, I, I don't know, we, I don't think we should all be defined completely by, like, our sexuality, but I do think it forms a large part, and uh, I'm, I guess I'm one of those people that make a point of letting people know, because, um, I don't know, I don't want, like, speculation or anything like that. I think it's easier just to be more of an open book instead of... You know, sometimes you can take the approach where you're like, oh, I shouldn't have to do that, which is right, you, you know, different people. Um, but when I told my mum, even though, like, in the moment, actively, it was going terribly. Like, it was going terribly. I could not stop smiling. And she was like, you think this is funny? And I was just like... Because, you know, you think about it and you visualise mm-hmm. it so many times. Like, and, and almost do it probably as well a few times as well. So the fact that it actually come out of my mouth and stuff like... We're in the middle of this like horrible argument on the tube, and I'm just smiling. I'm like, oh my god, you know, I can't believe I've done this. You're fucking smiling, are you? I was like, oh, sh- I'm not. I promise you, I'm not smiling. <laughs> I'm not laughing. Old man in tech. And she's like, blip. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, good story. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've had enough. Um. Yeah, I I guess for me it was my, my I remember my grand my my uncle's brother is gay and I remember we met at a family reunion when I was really really young, um and I remember my granddad saying oh did you meet what's his name 
I was like, yeah, she was, I just remember him saying, such a shame he's gay, what a waste. And I was just like, okay. I was like 11 or 12 at this point. Um, and then when I came out to my mum, me and my mum, I came out on phone, I lived, I didn't come out face to face, I lived in, in Leeds at the time at uni, and I was 21, and I came out to her, and we, we didn't speak for months, and it caused so much drama. Um, but I've, I, I've always been very... Once I've made my mind up for something, I'm very direct. And I don't like beat around the bush. So I was just like, mum was like, I'll oh, just come home and don't be gay. And I was like, mm, that's not going to happen. I'll just not come home. And she goes, you can't not come home. And I'm like, well, just watch. I'm not going to come home and have you try and make me be something I'm not. It'll cause more drama. Um, and then she phoned up and apologised. And my mum, I think it was, what was very clear to me is, and my friend explained to me at the time, is I had so many years to come to terms with who I was. And I didn't really know who I was until I managed to get away and not, you know, growing up in a small town in, in Ireland, you don't really experience um, anything than other, well, you don't think you're experiencing anything else than other just straight white males. Um, and you, I went to Leeds, which was then full of so much diversity, it really opened my eyes on all different levels. Um, Didn't open up just your eyes, yeah, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, my my heart opened up a lot more as well. No, um, yeah, it is. <laughs> talking about your bum hole. <laughs> no one else got that. <laughs> You're so crass. It's disgusting. I get it from my mum. Um, is your mum listening to this, Ash? <laughs> I, I, I can let you know, Matt. I did a test and I got 52% top. All right? That test is a lie. Oh. Just because, <laughs> just because I like the theatre and want to be looked after, and they're like, oh, I mean, I, you know, I aspire to be like fifty-five percent, but um, you know, people that like the top can also like really nice meals, and I might take a while to get ready, but it's for everyone's benefit that I take a long time to get ready. Okay. We did a we did a test that was how much of a top versus how much of a bottom you are, and I got fifty, what oh, was right. it, fifty-two to fifty-eight percent. 52% top. What did you get, Matt? You didn't tell me your results. I got 55% bottom and 45% oh. top. Um, but yeah, that test is a shambles. Well, I bet you it's also from the mirror as well. <laughs> <laughs> was it from the mirror? No, nah, no, nah, I don't know where it's from. Stupid. Like BuzzFeed or something. Yeah, something yeah. More I was going to say some BuzzFeed Facebook, Facebook yeah. quiz. Yeah, those authentic, those authentic quizzes. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'll say, I'll send it on to Ben so you can have a go and see what you are. In, in case you don't know. In case you don't know already. Just in case, yeah. In case you're still figuring that to out. To be honest, yeah. Ben's yeah. different. With each boyfriend, he's very different. The roles are very different, isn't it? That's true. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah. It's different dynamics. It's, it's different good. Dynamics. It's good. Yeah. I cannot most wait to come to Hereford. Most of it's just feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, um, if we were to come out, what would you have us do in the in the farm? Um, Are we working? What, what would you have Matt do versus what would you have me do? Because uh, um, oh yeah, I get uh, I get I get one of you one of you picking and one of you packing. Um, I, I pack. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's not a euphemism, um, <laughs> but it's it. Uh, yeah, you know, I just probably get. Put you Ash in the uh, in somewhere in a field on your own to just uh, just get on with get on with stuff and then you know Matt so probably have a bit more of a chat with him he seems a bit more bit bit more fun yeah. that is one hundred percent true <laughs> yeah. 
Plus, oh, I've got a good singing voice smart. as well, so we can sing along. Uh, oh, brilliant. Yeah, That'd be good. Sing song. If you can teach me to sing, because I cannot sing to save my life. <laughs> well, I won't be teaching you to do double unders after that response, so you can... Well, it sounds like Matt's better at double unders than you are anyway. No, he's not. Wow, this is so hurtful. This is the worst <laughs> podcast I've ever recorded. Can we just do it? Can we, can we post... Basically, can we treat it like one of uh, Ashley's Instagram posts and, and like do like half an hour's work and post it as if we did a full day of farming? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Okay. Just do it. Just I'll, just not, I'll, do, yeah, yeah. I'll just not come. I'll just not come. That is perfectly it. fine. We've got plenty of Charlies to play around with. I mean, I'm not even. I'm not even a real farmer. I just did pretty good. That's so good. That would be wicked if it were true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Literally. Totally, Let I'm me see totally your fingernails. I bet you they're like pristine and well shaped, and you know you got very soft hands. <laughs> actually, uh, this is why I can never farm. Actually, a bit. Actually, a bit gross. <laughs> I've got like. I feel like. Oh. Yeah, they're a bit. Oh. You need like to get. That. He needs to get one of those buffers, doesn't he, Matt? Yeah, I've got like a foot scraper that I use on my hands because I don't like calluses. So I started finally going to the gym, but I do not like those stupid fucking calluses that you get. So I, I like and something that will really help to your hands is I get like an oil or a cream and I put it on at night and then I put my socks over my hands and I sleep with them and then it helps moisturize and stuff on your hands. So just remember that tip. Um, I told my mum the other week but and she I, loved it. But I, I, I need to have fairly rough hands because like when I'm doing stuff like with machinery you don't want to have soft hands that like cut easily you want to be able to have like wear gloves you know all the <laughs> problems wear gloves Ben the thing is, is when yeah, you give me a back rub I don't always, you scratch sometimes you need to like do you need to do complicated things with your fingers Fair. I'm thinking the thing of those bad timelines you'd have your hands would be white yeah. and your arms would be like bronze I've got uh, my tan lines on my ankles are coming along quite nicely now got ankle tan lines and like t-shirt tan lines you don't do it that's in a, a vest that's a proper farmer tan well not all the time sometimes I take my shirt off but you know not when there are other people around because I'm shy <laughs> as <Aww>. if <laughs> such a liar <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I am not like not, not, not like around people I work with you should definitely have like an all oh. gay workforce and then we would just be partying but no farming would get done <laughs> yeah I know I, definitely not definitely not the amount of <laughs> drama the on that that ever. is actually a good idea for a TV show it just be like selfies yeah. the whole time like, get to work bitch <laughs> just argue with the listen uh, yeah <laughs> that would be one hell of an Emeryville Farm episode that would be so games. good yeah, yeah. the, dr- so the good. drama the lunch hour, the lunch hour bath foam parties it would just be you know Glitter in the morning, going out to the tractor. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's just covered Sassy in like, residual things. glitter from the weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, it's not organic. It's so not organic. No, it's plastic. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like your farm is screaming out for us to come, by the way. It just sounds like. Needs more gays. Yeah. Could you imagine? What's your. Oh, I, can't, I was going to say, what's your village called? But don't, don't tell us that. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, what is your? I got enough widows on Instagram already. Yeah. What is your? Like, also, hey, basically, Ash. what sort of? <laughs> <laughs> and it's up beside me. Hey. Uh, where... <laughs> what would be the so price? What is your post? What is your exact postcode? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me your address. What color is the door? It's blue, right? <laughs> yeah, I can find it on um. 
saying on Google Maps right now. Um, <laughs> well, I know I was going to say, what would be the pride? Would it be like you know, my town's in the Valley Pride. Like, what would you be your pride if you were to come? Yeah, so Hereford has tried doing um, prides before, and they just—it's not like there's any um, opposition to it. It just never gets enough support. There just aren't enough people where where we live to um, to get. Uh, to, to get the you know the critical mass to make it a success so really like Bir- Birmingham's an hour away that's probably you know that's probably the most you know the the, the biggest local pride 100% Harrisford Pride 2021 is going to be massive yeah Matt's going to come you're going to yeah. you're going to make it as well. be the headline act. Well, can, Matt you, can you organise that yep. can you organise that for me yeah of course I, like, I'm because I'm not, I'm not a, uh, I'm so not shy. a complete yeah, finisher. I'm great, I'm great at ideas, but I'm not very good at actually following through on those things. So, oh. yeah, if you could do that for me, that would be great. Thanks. I remember it was in the states. Was uh, what do you call the vice president? Pence. Oh, I was gonna say the vice president. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somebody had organised. He's from this little backward village or town. And somebody organised a pride in his town because obviously he's anti-gay, yeah. um, and it just got so much traction from everywhere. So if they can do it, we can do it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's just more a case of people are just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not exactly there's not like a a big, um, it's not even like a, a big nightlife for if you, you know, there used to be there used to be so many clubs here, you used to have. They used to have um, you know, gay nights at a couple of a couple of the bars, but just people just don't, I mean, just don't generally go out that much anymore. Because you're all coupled up. That's it. Once you couple up, there's no need. Yeah, that's it. It's gay it's then. Just gin and gin and tonics. Din- dinner, dinner parties. Yeah. Let us talk. Yeah. Um, board board games. Um, uh, there's nothing wrong with board games. Love board games. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favourite board game? Um, so Stevie's, um, sister and brother-in-law every Christmas come and visit and they are absolute, they're like the king and queen of board games. So, um, Nigel actually, he actually makes computer games. That's his thing. He develops computer games awesome. and they also do, they also do that like live action role playing stuff Ooh. where they go and stand in a field and, and like dress up in like, you know, armor and stuff and like go and hack each other to death with, with swords um i've not got many of the board games here but they bought like um like pandemic top topical pandemic is so good topical. we play it a lot Such a good game. so hard though yeah so hard um and then they um it's one called azul or something which is like got like tiles yeah like i've never played it portuguese tiles and you collect really random really some really random things are like how on earth did someone come up with the idea for this but yeah quite quite fun quite good fun we'll play secret hitler with you okay it's really good um i mean i've got uh, this this is up on the shelf um that's our uh our board game shelf that's great looks like your great-grandfather's one (laughs) yeah probably probably is uh drafts um uh some card games there What's this? Dun- Dungeon Mayhem. Oh, there is a Um, yeah. So, bit of a selection. 
But mm-hmm. I, yeah, this time of year, I don't want to play board games. I want to be outside doing stuff. Absolutely. We should probably wrap this up. It's been like two hours, actually. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it has been longer than we thought. Um, thank you for your time, Sometimes. Ben. No worries. It's been great chatting. What's your plans for the evening? Uh, another, another like Zoom, FaceTime, something chat. Uh, I've got to go and help Stevie try and pull some ivy off the garage. Um, God, it's happening out in Harrisburg, isn't it? Probably, probably have a gin. Um, yeah, that's about it. You guys? I'm going to go to Tesco's in a little bit, and then I'm going to go for a walk down by the seawall. And then maybe watch a film later. I bought Judy, Judy film with Renee Zellweger. I bought that last night, so I might watch that. Watch what? Judy? Judy Garland story. Uh, Renee Zellweger plays Judy Garland. She won the Oscar for it. So, what about you, Matt? Nothing. I'm feeling a bit antisocial, actually, so I'm going to stay in my room um, and be by myself all evening. Which is... I feel like... I, you know when you've been in the same place for such a long time? It was nice seeing like my family and my friends and stuff. But I'm kind of I think I've reached like my wit's end of like being in the space with like the same people a lot. I will say that. So I need to mm. like hibernate, I think, a little have, bit. Um have some new time. Yeah, for sure. Um and watch this show called Dead to Me. Which is excellent. Oh uh, yes. Yeah. They've got the second yeah. season. Have you seen the first one? I've only about halfway through the first season. It's so excellent. I need to um, it's excellent. play a bit of catch up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really well done. But nothing crazy, nothing crazy this evening. Yeah, it's like, no, it's like, is anyone doing anything crazy? Let's be honest. I think so. Well, my, I mean, my family are doing all sorts of crazy shit, like having parties and people <laughs> around or whatever, so I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, but like, uh, is anybody doing anything crazy that they're allowed to do? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. Um, no, yeah, pretty tame, pretty tame. Um, Ben, thank you very much for coming on and sharing with us your story and your opinions and, uh, thank you. tips of how to survive a weekend in Harrisford and for the invite out to the farm. Yeah. Anytime, anytime. Not yet though. Oh, not yet. So not anytime. Restric- just, restricted time. Well, just like, yeah, when, when you're allowed to. Okay. Okay. Well, we look forward to it. Um, thank you, Matt, for another good episode. You're very welcome, Ashley. And thanks to yeah, all our. Thanks, guys. Oh, you're very welcome. We'll have you on again for sure. We'll record face to face next time, and we'll get lots of gin involved. It'll be a lot. More I mean, I, I might have completely screwed up this voice recording, so you might have to do it again anyway. So. <laughs> Don't say that. See my face again. By the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make it a weekly cool. thing, it's fine. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? It's more Get fun than the chatting ch- to my in-laws every week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get some of the Charlies involved. Yeah. I might just wake up in the house and watch you lot work out, because I feel like that would be a good use of an hour. Yeah. Zoom orgy. Yeah. Come and, come and, come and join. Come tomorrow morning, I, see you at 6 I'm not doing the exercise, I'll just watch you all sweat. <laughs> okay. Okay. No. All right. Bye, cool. bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Cool. See you. Bye, bye.